Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your host, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing? I am chilling, no matter what timeline we're in. Are you saying every single variant of you is always chilling? Uh, most likely. Okay. Well, we have... But then uh, would they be variants? Yeah, they would be. Okay. I think they would just, be. Just, just had to throw it out there. So we have finished watching all of Loki. Season finale just happened yesterday we have collected our thoughts and boy did this this one hit different this one hit different from the other two it, it hit right it hit right you know I, for me personally i came into our finale or season discussions for winter soldier and wandavision a bit dejected like eh, it's okay but i'm pumped i'm fucking pumped for phase four yeah i'm i'm glad they Obviously, this episode will contain spoilers to some degree, but all a high degree. Yeah, you know, I just gotta throw it out there. But where WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier lacked in a good ending, Loki does not. Loki actually pulls off a great ending and the most impactful ending, I should say. Yeah, I would say this is the most even emotional ending compared to uh, the other two shows. Obviously. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I kind of had no emotions at the end. And WandaVision, was it sad? Yeah, but Vision's already dead. <laughs> like, how many times do we have to watch him die? It, just once more. Uh, but this, you know, we got fresh characters. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Before we get to our theories, we do have three episodes to talk about. Yes. Uh, Mike, I'll start off with you. Specifically the back half of the season. What stood out for you? Ooh, well, specifically the third or the sixth episode is the biggest standout. Um, Obvious. I think, you know, learning that when the TVA prunes people, they don't actually kill them is interesting. But I honestly, at the end of the episode, when Loki got pruned, I think we all kind of knew, all right, he's not actually dead. They're just, they're getting sent somewhere. They were smart to play it because Morbius dying. Oh my god, that's shock halfway through the episode. But yeah, when yeah, we like, see Loki prunes, like you're like, all, all right, right, he's he's alive. Mobius is alive. Yeah, there's something cool. going on here. Yeah. So really good episodes. They didn't really feel like filler episodes at all. No, um, I know you had an issue with three being a bit of a filler or like slow. Yeah, it was. Uh, you didn't get slower. that at all with the no, second half. With, with the second half, it definitely was a moving train in the best of ways. Yeah. A little disappointed we didn't get to see Mobius's other variants, you know, Lightning McQueen, uh, what's his name from Shanghai Knights. Well, you know, you bring up, bring up a good point. That place where all the, all the variants end up, what's, is there even a high chance, unless you're a Loki, you're even alive because of alive? Like they make a point to say Loki's, like no matter variant or not, the one key thing they're good at is survival. So it makes uh, sense after hundreds of years. What except do we... for the non-variant of Loki. He's he's not the best at survival. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the OG has to die at some point. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. That's the thing. Like, you see the entire planet that we see, besides a little, like, like, bug Thor trying to get the hammer, it's all Lokis. It's all different Lokis. It's true. Which I was glad they went weird with it. Yeah. You know, Crocodile Loki was definitely interesting. They're definitely going to use Kid Loki for something down the road. 
I just I, I feel it like it's possible. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting where they took it. I really don't have anything bad to say about the last three episodes. I feel like they all worked really well. They all achieved what they were going to accomplish or went to accomplish. And each episode felt like it was building to the next. I will say not, something bad about not in, a, not in a filler way, but mm-hmm. more of a storytelling way. Yeah. I mean, before we get uh, you know into other stuff, because you brought up, you know, we don't really have a lot of negatives about the show on the last episode. But having watched the full se- se- series now, the fights are weak. Yeah, but then the, again. The fight choreography, the final fight in the last episode was good. But when they're, you know... Uh, you know, Sylvie and Loki are like battling the like TVA guards a couple times. Those fights look kind of weak. Yeah, but then again, Loki has never been the biggest fighter. He's a trickster. He's not. He's not a fighter like Thor. Even yeah. throughout the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was never the biggest fighter. I mean, you can see that too in his last fight with Sylvie. He was using a lot of tricks to get around her. Well, of course. Now, obviously, I mean, he don't want to hurt her. That's what but... he does. Yeah, but actually, you know what? That's a problem I do have. So the last episode when Sylvie goes to, you know, kill, sorry, I'm calling him Kang the Conqueror because that's pretty much who he is and who he's going to be. When she goes to kill Kang the Conqueror and Loki appears right in front of her and basically takes a neck chop from her sword and they just brush off like, oh yeah, she didn't actually chop him. She stopped herself just in time. It's like, what? No, she was swinging that shit at full fucking might. He He definitely took that fucking neck hit. This is a Disney Plus show, no blood. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm saying like that. How the fuck did that happen? Oh no, I agree. I mean, even if she stopped, the way like you see the blade pressed on his it, neck, even if yeah. she stopped, there's a small cut. He is dripping blood. It's he's not full force. You, you're not stopping it. No, no, I'm saying even if we either. take it, even if we take it as fact that she stopped right at the last second, it is so pressed in. He is still bleeding a bit. Now, yes, obviously she wouldn't stop full force. The head go off, but yeah, let's assume decapitation is off the menu. Oh, unfortunately, because that's really how it would have fucking went. Yeah, so I think that's something for season two they can work on is better fights. Yeah, because that's uh, something at least Falcon Winter Soldier had was pretty decent fights. But then again, those are two brawlers, especially when you have Bucky in the mix. It's true. Yeah, no, Falcon Winter Soldier, like, they had great fights. Here was a bit weak, and it really it only got good when they were having the final fight. But Yeah, which was a pretty good final fight. I have no complaints over that. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought I thought it was a good, impactful fight. Um, definitely, like when they were talking through it, like he keeps trying to say, "I'm not trying to hurt you, but stop." Like, think about it. And I, what I liked about the final episode is they both went on a journey throughout the season. Yeah, one succeeded in changing, and one failed. Loki at the beginning was the 2012 Loki everyone hates. Right, power hungry yeah. asshole, and at the end, he's willing to give up everything just to make sure she's okay. And she gives in to, you know, you know, he succeeded, but then she falls into the vengeance. You know, got to get revenge, and fails. She can't change, and now she's fucked up everything. Yeah, it's kind of like, like she needs a redemption arc now because, ooh, ooh, I'm not well, happy with her. She's got a lot of work to do to oh, fix yeah. this fucking timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, when Kang was screaming, like, you know, grow up, grow up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, call her out on her shit. It's true. This is very true. Like, all right, her life sucks. She, she, she did change to some extent, but not 
But I think, yeah, she was starting to change with Loki. And as soon as she sees this guy, boom, just, all right. I don't, I don't care what the consequences are. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. You know, things are kind of weird when Loki is considering the weight of the universe for others and yeah, not for himself. To some extent, that was always his goal too, and especially in the beginning, which is what made her doubts even bigger. Because right from the start, he said he wanted to rule the TVA. So I could see her point of view saying, you know, he's just trying to trick her into getting... He really gets what he wants. Yeah. I understand that. But like, again, like like you said, wouldn't even give it a minute to think. It's true. Because what I noticed when Kang was lovely explaining his uh, the backstory is, you know, Sylvie just dead set. She has murder in her eyes. But Loki, like... Some great acting from Tom Hiddleston's this episode. Fantastic. But uh I get the season. Actually, you know what? The entirety of his MCU. Well, yeah. he's never given us a bad performance. No, but specifically in this episode, he he went there. Yeah. But like he's just sitting there and you can see on his face, like he's soaking it all in him. He's like, Oh shit, he's telling the truth. Actually, another funny thing that they already told us how it was gonna end in that scene, because Kang said he foresaw everything and had a script for everything up until a certain point. Yeah. Kind of like what what was the 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 hidden one in Doctor Strange? Was that oh, her the name? ancient one? The ancient one, yeah. Kind of like her. She saw everything up to a certain point, which was her death. So he must have had the sim pretty much the same thing. Well, yeah, basically. I mean the way he talked about it was once they reach past that thir- certain point, if he lives, he's not in charge of the timeline anymore, so he wouldn't have the knowledge, or he just dies. So he, he knew he was either walking away with no power, or he's dead. He knew one of the two was going to happen, he, but he just didn't know. I feel like he low-key, no pun intended, did. Because even if he wasn't in control anymore, he would still have some knowledge up to a certain point because it's not like either of the Lokis can just jump into the role and know exactly what to do. He would have had to have educated to some extent. Yeah, but this is a guy that's lived not, not even thousands of years, longer than that. Do you th- uh, like He kind of gave off the vibe that he didn't care anymore. It's true. Like, I think for him, it's more important to just feel what it's like not knowing. Because up until this point, for thousands of years... He has known every single detail True. and he has managed the timeline so much that if something goes wrong, TVA fixes it. So now for the first time in forever, he's excited because he doesn't know what's going to happen. This is true. And besides for him, since the way he's explained it, death isn't really an issue because one of he's the variants just come back. will come back. Multiple variants. It do- does not matter. Yeah. And since they're not as old and wise as he is, they're going to be bloodthirsty they're gonna be looking to control everything it's that's gonna be a great time <laughs> it's definitely gonna be interesting i'll say that so i guess mix of season two phase four where do you see season two taking place obviously it should be taking place right after season one but what in parallel with this we're gonna have dr strange doing overtime with helping out spider-man and then he's got to help out wanda in his own movie yep so i do wonder how how they manage loki season two but then like kang is now starting to affect greater mcu by being in the movies yeah i I really don't know 
to be honest, because they can basically go anywhere. We know this is literally what causes Doctor Strange in the multiverse, mm-hmm. and as well as Spider-Man. And Ant-Man. The new one. And I, I guess the new Ant-Man. Well, it first came out, Kang was coming as the main villain for Ant-Man, and we're wondering, well, True. how would that happen? Well, now we know. Yeah, they, they set that up for us pretty pretty well. And depending on how they take this, this, Kang could be scarier than Thanos. I think he 100% is. Thanos is nothing compared to Kang. Kang let Thanos basically Yeah, he allowed that. him. Yeah, yeah, 100% was like, yeah, fuck it. And he allowed the other one to jump the timeline in Endgame. He's like, eh, that's okay in my books. Yeah. So I think Kang is definitely more of a fitting villain for the mystic arts. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely something like not regular Avengers can handle. Correct. Because essentially the big Avengers now are Wanda, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel. So there's really no way fucking Tony or Cap could go up against this guy. No. And then what we saw with uh, Sylvie, um, direct attacks don't really work if they have, if they're able to manip- manipulate time. Correct. Definitely two, a, a lot to unpack. Because they, they left on a big cliffhanger with uh, Mobius not knowing anything about Loki. Yes, which means Sylvie most likely put him in an alternate timeline, which is a little confusing because, or. See, my question about it was I thought TVA was separated from all the timeline nonsense because they have to keep jumping into either the sacred timeline or the branches that if they don't prune would create multiverses that they need to control. Yes, but it is the same timeline just earlier. Okay. Because it would obviously have to be before Mobius met Loki. Because the one thing I did pick up is, what was her name, like B-15? Yeah. Um, she said something when, when they're looking at the pad and they're saying, oh, there's so many branches. It's like, does he want us to prune them all? He. Yeah, means- and there's that giant fucking... Kang uh, statue? Yeah. So that's saying clearly in this one, Renslayer is nowhere to be seen because obviously they'd be talking to Renslayer for guidance. And the timekeepers, the giant robots that scared everyone... They're no longer there. Kang's just assuming direct control. Yeah. So, which could be a time before Renslayer, which is also another interesting thing, which brings more heaviness to. But I'm saying, like, is he rewriting time? Like, I don't think. Assuming it's the same timeline, if maybe he is just reverting back in time and back to, say, when a TVA was made, and now he is just from here on out, he is just the guy that everyone knows. Like, no more being behind the shadows here i am this is what i want this is what you're gonna do that's it maybe because you're saying like all right if it's the same timeline he went back in time but then that proposes the question he's just rewriting history now there's literally nothing he can't do well i'm thinking of it more as this was in the earlier days of kang's conquering of the tva so there were more people that knew they directly you know knew directly of him and then he decided he wanted to be more of a backseat role because Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, there's a good chance he was pruned several times. Because notice how he never remembered that he was the one who made the ring stains on yes. the, judge's, the yeah. judge's desk. So that kind of 
implies that he's been pruned multiple times. Or how about so the fact what, Renslayer is from is a principal from yeah. 2018, yet she has eons of friendship with Mobius, hundreds correct. of years. That's weird. This is correct. So I think this could be potentially a time where he was more of a front man for everything. Maybe. Before he decided to get, you know, Renslayer involved and kind of be behind the scenes. So let's talk about Renslayer. Where the hell did uh, she run off to? It's a good question. She's obviously doing something for Kang because Miss Minutes said that he would prefer you have this information. It's more useful. Which means she directly knew that there was only one person and it wasn't. Yeah, I think she always knew Kang was there. Which further proves my theory of this is an earlier timeline, more towards the beginning of Kang's or the earlier days before Renslayer. It could be. It could be. I mean, obviously, they're playing real coy with this. Like, this is what we're supposed to be talking about for another year. Until we get another season. Yeah. Well, more like probably two years from now. Uh, it could. Who knows? We, we don't, like, obviously, there's not even a release date for this yet. But Because I, I, I don't know. Like, are they going to push this out before Ant-Man 3? Like, Yeah, who knows? Because also, this is the first Marvel show to get a renewal. So we don't know what this process is like. Um. Sure, it's got to be somewhat grueling. I mean, I assume they knew in advance they'd be going for a second season. They just kept quiet. Yeah. If any of these shows deserves a second season, it's this one. Oh, yeah. Like you said, there's a lot of ways this can go. Oh, yeah. But I do feel they run the risk of... Because, yes, the, the idea that so many different Kangs and all these possibilities is good. But I feel like, all right, let's say Loki... And Mobius defeat a Kang in season two. And then maybe Doctor Strange stops one and Ant-Man stops one. It you need to they have to write a fine line of making those victories impactful while also not damaging, I guess, the villain brand. Because because if they each beat a Kang, yes, there are thousands of others, but by the time you get to Avengers 5, they're like, Well, you've beaten them once before, you just gotta beat them 20 more times in a movie. Yeah, see, I think it'll be more of a pawns of Kang. Like, Kang will be there, but not the main antagonist. Yeah, I think that might because be better. Because clearly Kang, as Beck would put it, is an Avengers-level threat. So, Absolutely, yeah. And it, it would it would get real tiresome if it was literally just... Kang right, every single time? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's because like Thanos, he was, in, he was the main antagonist throughout the series, but it wasn't always him as the villain. Yeah, and even when he showed up in Guardians 1, he was just there as a in a sitting role. He actually never yeah. did anything, but he had a presence. So I think that could be a similar thing they do with Kang, but only time will really tell. Oh, well, isn't that Kang's forte? <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like Doctor Strange will have a bigger role on solidifying the multiverse back into a few timelines. Maybe not singular but at least knock it down do you think this is how we get the x-men in uh maybe it could be how we get deadpool in considering oh i think this is absolutely yeah. how we get deadpool in at least maybe you Fantastic see that Four. you see that you see that core gad i did yeah it's pretty good fucking wonderful you, and you... if that doesn't get your hopes up that he's coming to our the dc or sorry huh jesus i'm tired coming to the mcu I don't know what it does if they if they don't put him in, that is blue balls to the highest fucking order. You know 
Deadpool's falling on hard times waiting for that third movie that he's doing trailer reactions. Oh, yeah. That goes into something I've always said. You can even have him in PG-13 movies, like a Spider-Man movie. And he could still fourth wall break easily because mm-hmm. anytime he curses or at least goes to say fuck, you insert the Mickey Mouse laugh. Yeah. And the or first just do time a censor. He d- do a censor, but he's aware he's being censored and he gets him angrier. Like, I'm thinking you do the Mickey Mouse laugh and he turns the camera. What the shit was that? Yeah, and then you can have Spider-Man not break the fourth wall, being like, "Who are you talking to?" Yeah, like, what are you like? What are you saying? So that's that's a funny way they could definitely do that, especially if they're worried about you know Deadpool being in the main timeline with his vulgarity. That's an easy way to overlook it. Well, I definitely see. Now I'm curious when when they plan to do the multiverse. Like, was it after they realized they have rights to X-Men characters? Maybe because this is an easy way to bring it in. You just have to write away now on how you keep them in the main timeline post post whatever the next big Avengers movie is. Yeah. I, don't, I had a great time watching this. Season. I agree. Um, I couldn't agree more, actually. Third time's the charm for Marvel Studios for TV shows. Oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, it's a yes for me. Binge watch yep. it. It's a great time. Pretty much you, you need to see it in order to progress in Marvel's timeline. For, especially for season four basically you, can, you have to yeah um i completely recommend this movie or show sorry once again i'm tired it feels like a movie kind of i mean it, it definitely does the most impactfulness in the mcu as a whole so i highly recommend it but enough about what we think about loki we want to hear your thoughts on what you thought of season one of loki the good and the bad where do you think this will take us to the future of the MCU. Let us know always. Entertainment Expansion. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We will. We look forward from hearing from you, and we really enjoy every single comment and read them on the air live. As always, thank you for listening.